This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to On the Bench. This is Brendan Sinone. Josh Newberg is with me today. And hey. Jordan, uh, God, hi. Uh, I thought I was supposed to be the obnoxious one. You're, you're flipping our whole dynamic right now, and it's making me very anxious. It's Friday. It's Memorial Weekend. I'm day trading. I'm in the green. We got Wayne on. I'm ready. I'm yeah, we have we have friend of the show, friend of me, friend of us, Wayne McGahee of the Tallahassee Democrat. Wayne, welcome and thanks for putting up with the shenanigans thus far. How's it going, dude? Hey, man, how's it going? You're still the obnoxious one, by the way. That, 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 that's not going to change just because he goes, hey. <laughs> no, you're right. It was more just the I'm usually start off the show as the obnoxious one. And then Josh's like whole thing is to act like he doesn't care. And that's the that's the formula. And he's ruining it right now. And I don't I mean, he's bouncing it. up and down. Like he's ready this, to is, uh, this is making me really weird. It's just it's not what I'm used to. It's because he just took a poop and made twenty four dollars on the stock market. <laughs> doesn't take much. We are ready to pod today. I am so I came ready. I'm I'm here. We got Wayne. You got questions, Brandon? You know we're reaching the bottom of the barrel for the Meet the Beat series when we have Wayne on. Ooh. All right. All right, Josh. I want to start start off with something. Actually, Wayne, let me ask you this uh, because Wayne's legitimately like one of my one of my best friends, and uh, him and Chris Nee hang out a lot. And Wayne spends a lot of time with Josh when Josh is on campus covering recruiting. So like Wayne knows all of us, knows all of our dynamics, as well as anyone on the beat. Wayne, who's the biggest diva at Knowles247.com? You are. No! Explain <laughs> yourself. I mean, you are. Like, Detail. You just, you, you whine a lot. <laughs> I mean, that makes me whine. About, about pretty much mean? everything. <laughs> all right. You know if, so, if, so, if something doesn't go your way, it's a uh, you know, it's it's a, mm. it's, a, it's a huge deal. It is a huge deal. All huge right, deal. you know what? I, I wasn't going to bring this up. Josh, settle something for us. Okay. <laughs> this is this is a, this is a, a debate that Wayne and I spent like ten minutes on the other day, and it drove me crazy. Would you consider Dunellen, uh, about two hours from where you live? <laughs> would you consider consider that part of West Florida, Central Florida, or North Florida? Central Florida. Thank you. Okay. But it's not for the regions that I was doing for this uh, series that I'm writing. Okay. Because I had to, yeah, I had to make it to where it was all like fairly even spread out because of where, you know, recruits actually live. (laughs) All right. So let's get this interview started off. Right. Since Wayne is on the beat with the uh, Tallahassee Democrat, Wayne, how long have you been on the beat? When did you join our little family? Um, I started writing about Florida State uh, prior to the 2013 season. I was working as an intern at Scout, the Null Digest site, which is now mm-hmm. part of 
you know, the 24 yeah. seven family. Um, your ass is out. Yeah. That was, uh, after I was gone, I would have told him not to, not to, but no, I'm just kidding. That's probably the best move that, uh, that company ever made. <laughs> yeah. We, we, inher- we inherited like 10 whole subscribers from that. It really benefited those 24 seven in, in particular. Yeah. Once I left, everything just went downhill. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's usually how it goes. It is true. So you joined the beat. Um, what yeah. year was that? That was, uh, like September or August, 2013. And then I moved down to Tallahassee, um, in Jan- in December of 2013 and started, um, started wow. working on the beat in, in January 20 or January, 2014. So that's, that's when I started. Um, so right at the national championship is like when you started literally yep. like a couple days yes. before. Yes. Oh, wow. and you, and I know this, but I want to you know get into it with the fans here that are listening, but you grew up a, a diehard Florida state fan, right? Yes, very much so. I've been to two national championship games as a fan. Um, you know, I've I've been to probably a hundred Florida State games in the stands. Uh, my dad grew up in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there for Florida State's or Bobby Bowden's first game at Florida State in Tallahassee. Wow, Bowden's last game at Florida State in Tallahassee. <laughs> they had, um, you know, my family had season tickets back in the '60s. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it's it's a uh, Florida State's been in my blood for you know since I was born. Your your blood is garnet. It is. Do you think that's helped you quickly build up? So when Wayne tweets out something, he has a lot of uh, a lot of followers, but like loyal followers uh, and and people who retweet him. And I've, Wayne, I guess what I'm saying is, I feel like your voice carries a strong amount of weight among this fan base. Do you think the fact that you have so much history with Florida state and are passionate about the program you cover has, has helped expedite that process. Like it, it didn't take long when you joined the Democrat for you to really start developing a, a pretty sizable following. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it helps because it, like, you know, I feel like it shows that I, I care about what I'm writing about in my writing. Um, so I, I think that helps. Like, I think that carries some weight because it's obvious that I do care about what I'm, what I write about. Um, especially when it comes to Florida State, you know, football, baseball, basketball. I, you know, grew up watching it and um, grew up caring about it, and I feel like that carries over. Sometimes it gets, you know, difficult mm-hmm. um, to put the fandom aside, but I, I do my best to do that. Um, but yeah, you know, I do feel like that when I am writing, you know, especially when I get to write columns and you know stuff like that, I feel like that carries, you know, that carries weight because I I do care so much about it and it's been such a big part of my life and even like your dad comes down to every single game or when you travel like i've gone and traveled with you at times uh, when we were doing road trips and uh, we'll we'll hang out with your dad and he goes to every game so it is something that that has gone through generations uh, so given that it like it is so important to to you your family what's it been like the last few years seeing this program one struggle and then two being the one who's the beat writer for the local paper covering this program and, and probably it's worst times and uh, maybe decades. You know, it, it's been very difficult. It was much more the last, the past few years, the last year of Jimbo, the first two years of, uh, of 
Willie and the, I guess the last two years the, of Willie. The, the only two years, yeah. The only two years yeah. of Willie. The first two, last two, mm-hmm. only two, whatever you want, however you want to describe it, uh, have been much more difficult, um, you know, for me. Just because I, you know, like I, I do care so much. So putting aside, you know, that and, and doing my job has become, it's become, you know, more difficult as the struggles go on. It's easy to, you know, write good things and be excited about a program when things are going well. But when things aren't going well, you know, that's it's it gets progressively more difficult. Um, so it, it's, you know, it, it's been tough because I do care so much. Mm-hmm. About the program, I, I graduated from Florida State after, you know, like going to Florida State was a lifelong dream for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming out of high school, you know, just outside of Atlanta, um, you know, I wasn't able to get into Florida State originally. So uh, I came out, went to when the Marine Corps, came back out, went to technical technical school for two years um, and then transferred into Florida State. So, you know, going to Florida State and being a part of Florida State was was always a, a dream of mine. And then coming back, you know, and now graduating from Florida State and then being the Florida State beat writer for, you know, the local paper has been just a, an am, a amazing experience. But, you know, with as much as the struggles have been, it's it's been quite difficult, um, quite a bit more difficult than it was, you know, when Florida state was going to the playoff and, you know, <laughs> winning new year's six bowl games, yeah. you know, not going to a bowl game and all of that. Although it has been much easier on the basketball end and the baseball end, you know, because of you know, how successful those programs have been. Yeah, mm-hmm. Those don't, those don't pay the bills though. What, what have you most enjoyed poorly of the basketball (laughs) and baseball programs? All right. All right. All right. You know what? I'm going to call Chris Nee. I'm going to have him come over to your house. We're going to come over to your house. I will cough on him. What's been your most enjoyable story you've worked on during your time on the beat? Uh, It was a baseball story. Um, The College World Series last year, I was out there for a month um, because I was doing the main coverage for the for USA Today. So I was out there for Florida State, um, mm-hmm. but I also had to stay out there for the entirety. But, you know, Mike Martin, obviously a Florida State legend, you know, followed Florida State baseball for a very long time. He was a part of my childhood. You know, we'd go up to when Florida State would play games at Georgia Tech every other year. We'd make a big deal out of it, go to the series. Like, I remember being like six years old and sitting outside the dugout talking with 11, you know, just about the game of baseball. And so he was, you know, always a larger than life figure um, in my life. And then um, probably my favorite story that I've that I've ever written on the beat was the the night where Florida State got knocked out of the College World Series last year. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously a, a bad experience, you know, but, you know, the final one for him. But um, I followed him out. You know, I spent three hours just like video, taking video clips and following him around as he went through the final, you know, moments of his, of his illustrious career. And I wrote a story just about, you know, what that was like. And I feel like that it was just such an interesting story. And, you know, I got to write, you know, about basically the end of a legend. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. And you also wrote a cool column about him as well. And, and him getting to, when baby Wayne got to meet him and stuff like that. So that was obviously, again, that's when you are able to write 
with passion, Wayne, like that's, that's an advantage. I think that you have almost everyone uh, almost against anyone else on this beat is that you care about this program as much, if not more than, than anyone else covering it Uh, with passion in mind. Let's rewind a little bit to the Willie Taggart era. I always got the feeling that (laughs) I always got the feeling that Willie did not care for you very much. And I don't think he trusted the media (laughs) at all at the very end. Uh, but when Wayne would ask a question, <laughs> Willie would start like grinding his teeth. He he was not having having Wayne's nonsense in his mind. Uh, how do you feel about your dynamic with Willie? Introducing the two way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two way for yourself at newbalance.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you know i just think that like he he got upset because we didn't cut him any slack um, you know, when, when you're struggling, like I wrote glowing things about him before that first Virginia Tech game, like we were all about it. You know, I was buying in, I was, you know, buying into what he was saying. And then the Virginia Tech game happened. All right. You know, that's first game. Then Sanford happened. And then, you know, the next game happened and the next game happened. And, you know, at, at that point it starts, you know, the, the trend started and it started to become clear. And we started writing about how, you know, he seems in over his head, you know, this, this isn't, uh, this clearly isn't working. And I think he took offense to that because we are the local paper and, you know, you're supposed to be able, I guess, you know, in his mind, supposed to be able to rely on them to, you know, kind of ease the blow on certain things. But, you know, that, that's not my job. My job is to, you know, report on the program and then on game days, write a column about what I see on the field. And what I saw on the field was a football team that had no direction, um, that did not look well coached that, you know, played poorly. And, uh, I wrote that and I think he took, um, he took exception to it and, you know, it's, uh, things went, uh, things went downhill from there. Kind of like his, you know, tenure. Well, yeah, the, 
as I was going to say, when I remember the column you wrote after the Virginia Tech game was something among the lines of Willie Taggart has used up all his goodwill already or any goodwill that he built up is, is now gone. And I remember thinking that was extreme at the time, like after one game, but history shows like you, you were correct in, in that. Uh, I believe that was after the Samford game. Two was games. it after? So it was two games. And so was that all it took two games for you to be like, all right, we're, we're done here. Or I guess exactly when did you realize that it was not going to go in a good direction under Willie? You know, after the first game, like you give them the benefit of the doubt, but when your team comes out and plays poorly, like that poorly to where you need a pick six in order to pull out a win over an FCS team, you know, everything was going well. Like the, the amount of talent that he got on campus for that Saturday night live was incredible. I mean, you, you look at the, the amount of talent that he brought in and like everything was riding high Virginia tech game. Okay. It's Virginia tech. It's your first game. You know, that is what it is, but Sanford's a different story. Like that's an FCS team that I think went on to lose more than half their games the rest of the year. Like I get that they had Devlin Hodges who you know, went on to play for the Steelers but, you know, you were a pick six away from losing that game to an FCS team. And at that point, like, yeah, you know, like this isn't a good situation where you're you are in deep, deep trouble. And at that point, he had used up all his good goodwill. I think like people were, were really starting to question him. I was starting to question him. I think he could have recovered if he'd say, you know, may, had a big win, like maybe beaten Miami with a 20 point lead like that. You know, that, that would have. <laughs> <laughs> that would have done, you know, some good, not blowing yeah. a 20-point lead at Miami. But when you do that, you know, everything just continues to go downhill. So the, he could have recovered from that. I, I don't think that, you know, that was the end of it. Um, but I do think that, yeah, that after the Sanford game, he used up all the goodwill that he built up because his his team looked awful. So I want to transition, Wayne, to the this past after Willie's tenure, brief tenure, as we've noted, ended the coaching search, which was, I know for me, a really stressful time. and was um, a long, long month of that from the time Willie was fired to the Speak time they... Speak for yourself. They, well, yeah, I'm sure my stress uh, was projected onto my colleagues as well. Uh, but Josh, help, help me out with this because I want to talk about it. And I feel like the Tallahassee Democrat and Knowles 24-7 were the only two local outlets that were consistently reporting news, but sometimes that news was either conflicting or not always lining up. And, and I guess, help me here. I'm trying to figure out the way to Can phrase I the question. Her, yeah, yeah you can go for it. To try to discredit my reports when you knew they were actually factual and the AD wanted to get get his side of the story out. How'd that feel? Ouch. Jeez. Like, Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't think we were to get get quite into that that depth on it. Brendan was just using a lot of words to to try to soften that up. He was. Uh, there was some clarity to that, and maybe Wayne can can provide it here. Yeah, you know, we were. It wasn't just you know people like it wasn't just the athletic department that we were hearing stuff from. Like we were hearing stuff from all over. Like that's that was so the thing that was so weird about um, the entire like coaching searches that like things were flying from all sorts of directions. I mean, like mm -hmm. boosters inside people inside the program. I mean, you know, like even like 
24 hours before uh, Mike Norvell was hired, like, you know, I got a call from a, uh, a big name booster telling me that it's, it's going to be uh, Bob Stoops. He's hearing it from reliable sources. Like, <laughs> no, nah, man, like, no, <laughs> that's not, that's not happening. Um, just the way, the way everything worked out just with everything was just flying everywhere. I, I don't know like where a lot of that was coming from. Um, yeah, it just, it ended up being a bunch of people like, thinking they have reliable sources and they don't. No, I was really just referring to like the original report when I came out after the, what was it, Brendan, the Wake Forest game and said that there was Wake Forest. Yeah. yeah, After the Wake Forest game basically said that uh, the AD and, and the boosters were getting their ducks in a row in order to get rid of Willie Taggart. If, you know, things went sour the rest of the way. And I think at that point, AD Coburn came out and made a statement you know, kind of saying that it wasn't true. And at the time, I caught a lot of backlash from Brendan and to an extent Chris um, because the AD of Florida State was coming out and he was kind of going against our report. But my thing Josh, my, yeah, Josh yelled at me a lot. I don't think it was backlash. Well, I was my telling point you. To, my point to Brendan was he's got to respond to it. The AD's going to respond to this report. And he's not going to use the outlet that broke the story. So, like, the Coburn's not going to come to us and use us to go against the report. He's going to go to a different outlet, you know? So that's, I think, where right at that moment, that was kind of, I don't want to say they're battle lines, but, like, that was kind of where you knew who was going with who. So when the Tallahassee Democrat put out a bit of news or something that didn't quote Coburn, because sometimes you guys did— I had to assume that it was coming from Coburn. You know, it's, at some points, like we were getting information from Coburn. At some points, we were getting information from from other sources. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember exactly which which one that was. The, um, and, and Coburn went on record. I mean, Wayne, when when you guys yeah. uh, the story we're talking about was the debunking myths or rumors piece that you did, if I recall correctly, and there was multiple subjects that you touched on. Yeah. Uh, and and like, one was actually, and to be fair to Wayne, one was actually confirming a report that we had that Willie had basically taken over play calling or taking a, a, a lead in play calling against Wake Forest. So that that was the context, and Coburn went on record mm-hmm. with you guys every single point that you made. Yeah. Um, and it was also, like, I, I get that you think that that was, uh, I, I do remember that story, and I remember having the conversation with Chris, and I also remember having the conversation with, um, well, I remember sitting next to Chris when he had the conversation with David Coburn, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, that story, like, the whole, that whole thing wasn't uh, in response to you. Um, right, there was also, uh, I think somebody. It was Urban Meyer. Meyer. Yeah, 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 it was Urban Meyer. Scoops, Urban yeah, Meyer they took it a step further, right? Yeah, and then so and then it, everybody tied that in with our report. It was well, crazy. Yeah, because so, 20, because that, that wasn't like a, it wasn't like a direct, you know, Josh Newberg's yeah. an idiot. Like that's yeah, no, that's, that, that, it wasn't. It, uh, it I didn't wasn't take that. it that way. I didn't yeah. take it that way. See, I understand what the game is, and like I know if I put something out like that, the AD has to respond because he can't lose the program. He can't lose his coach, who's still under contract, who he hasn't fired yet. So to me, like having the AD respond to it, I mean, I felt good about what I was reporting because the AD is not going to come out and respond to some shit. You know, he's going to respond to something that's legitimate. So I kind of expected the response 
Um, I don't know if Brendan and Chris necessarily expected the response, but I definitely think that, you know, from there on, it was kind of like I said, like we knew where things were coming. Um, We were were also wearing it, wearing it a little bit more directly than you were in Tallahassee, which was part of just the human dynamic of this, right? Like you're not the one who's getting scolded for what you're writing. You're kind of in a different place. So that was part of it too. But I also was confident in what I was writing. And I, and I get it. Like you guys, it, your name wasn't on the story, but you're the ones that have to defend it. You don't know my confidence level in it. You don't know how it's going to end up playing out. And, you know, we yeah. all know now looking back on it. But, but, but yeah, so with, like the so story, ahead, you know, just to, you know, continue with that. Like, yeah, like uh, I remember sitting there talking with, you know, or sitting there as Chris was talking with Coburn about it. And like he was, you know, it definitely wasn't that that wasn't. uh you know, directed at, at you guys in particular. That was more of the football scoop reporting that Urban Meyer would ever be a candidate mm-hmm. for state, um, which was just out of left field. <laughs> Jesus, were you surprised that he responded to that? Oh, yes, uh, man. Honestly, I was surprised at a, at a lot of the uh, you know at, mm-hmm. at, some, at some of the responses um but yeah i mean the, the way he responded to it i did not expect that and i even asked i was like are you sure you you, you want us to use this because right. it was like you know like uh, something about getting hit by a truck yeah, yeah. I don't care. Or, 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 even if willie taggart was hit by a, hit by a bus or run over by a bus or truck yeah. or something like that yeah we wouldn't hire urban yeah yeah, yeah. that was kind so, of you know i was like wow all right I, like are you are, are you sure and he's like yeah you know i mean it was a great quote it was that was yeah. probably the quote of all of it <laughs> we all remember it uh, uh so with that in mind like in, in as that coaching search happened though there was other times when the democrat would have a story from like a someone on background or uh off record and it always struck me as interesting way that there was this balancing act that I felt like you guys and not just you, but like Jim Henry and uh, yeah, pretty much you two there, like when you were reporting on these stories uh, would have to find like where you're wanting to use the source you have. And the Democrat has so many connections to Florida state, not just in the athletic department, but with boosters academically. So there's sources there. Uh, but sometimes I felt like they would ask you to say things in a certain way and, and, I don't know. Did you struggle with that ever to be like, okay, we have these this access and we have these quotes that no one else has, but we have to phrase it in the exact way they're saying, and that could, at least to me, make it would make me uncomfortable at times. And I'm curious how, how you kind of dealt with with that balancing act. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's some of that, and then there's also you know, like it was also reporting what you know, like do, doing your best to report what you knew to be factual like i we came out with a lot lot less reports than a lot of other sites did um because we only reported like if we if we had something to you know to to really report like when you know coburn told us that yes bob stoops was a candidate or and then yes bob you know bob stoops is no longer you know bob stoops is mm-hmm. no longer a candidate to you basically moving on to other, other options, mm-hmm. you know, at, at that point, you know, like we, we put stuff out about it, but yeah, I mean, it's, at some points it get you know, it gets difficult. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just, you do the best you can. Like that, that's the yes. best, that's the best way I could say it. 
Yeah, it, no doubt. And you guys were were accurate with. I mean, everything was pretty accurate throughout the coaching search. Like when they started getting into it, there wasn't any misinformation. Uh, you guys weren't putting out names. You weren't saying that Bob Stoops was a done deal or anything like like that. Uh, I think you guys had some valuable moments during the coaching search for sure. I, I think between the Democrat and Knowles 24-7 probably gave you the most frequent and the most accurate updates. Um, one of the things I think that you guys were most impactful on was – um, the ability to kind of shut stuff down. Like you said, when you had Coburn come out and say that the Bob Stoop stuff was pretty much dead, you know, we were, we were already leaning that way, but everybody, but that was kind of like the official moment where we could kind of take that off of our plate. Because like, like I said, we weren't talking to Coburn in the administration and using them publicly. Um, so that's kind of like where where you guys came into play in the importance of your role in the coaching search, I guess. You guys were able to kind of knock things down definitively at certain times. Was that a question, Josh? No, I was just talking about just adding on to like what he was saying about that. I was agreeing. <laughs> I was just doing what you would normally do to me in that exact same scenario. No, I, I think that there was a lot of value with what the, the Democrat brought to the coaching search. Wayne was talking, it was kind of talking like, you know, we did our best with what we got, but I think that's just kind of like what everybody does. You just well, do they, the best with what you got. Nobody, nobody has all the sources. Nobody's going to break all the news. No, and they were, again, uh, I'm saying that Wayne did a very accurate job in covering the coaching search uh, and not putting out, you know, as it progressed, not putting out the the BS. Wayne, when you got that call about Bob Stoops <laughs> the day before, <laughs> uh, was there any point at all? Like, I know I felt like I wrote, I felt like I was living in two different universes because I kept hearing the same stuff on Bob Stoops, uh, but we were really reluctant to ever put that out there after you yeah. guys came out and said it was dead because I trusted you on that. Mm -hmm. I knew that Florida yeah. State was putting that out there. Did that drive you crazy? Like, did you ever yes. question yourself? Yeah. Yes, man. Like, we'd be sitting there. Like, I'd be getting calls from, like, people that I know. Like, I'd be getting calls from my dad. Right. <laughs> like, you know, because my dad's fairly well connected when it comes to, you know, like, knowing, you know, big-time boosters. And he'd get a call, and he'd reach out to me, and I'm like, Dad, it's dead. It's dead. <laughs> like, leave it alone. It's dead. <laughs> but you know like we get calls and you know it's just like yeah man like that's it's just it, it was honestly like living in two different universes like there's yeah. the bob stoops universe and then there's you know the real freaking world i actually i completely agree with that i think um there was like two different realities when you when you would talk to people during the coaching search and we heard some crazy stuff i I, re I heard on on good authority um, coaches that were reached out to, even if it was just a phone call, that I told Brendan, and it was like we couldn't put these names on the message board because, because one, like we know it's not that serious and it's just like a phone call, but also the names, like if we were to put those out during the coaching search, it would have been a complete and utter meltdown on Noel's 24-7 message board. Like even if we preface it by saying, you know, like, guys, this isn't a true candidate, but he did get a call last night. So it was hard to it was hard to decipher, like, what's the rumors worthy of putting out and not worthy of putting out, because I haven't had some pretty well connected people calling me and telling me some pretty wild stuff that I had to kind of sort through and ignore. 
the John, you know, the, the John Franklin's not John Franklin, but James. The James Franklin stuff from Penn State. The week leading up to the hire was interesting. Just going back and forth, like hearing, oh, you know, they're basically, you know, getting close to a done deal, and then. Oh no, he's he wants more money, and then they're going right. back to him, and just like the the whole dynamic of that, like it was so you know just so interesting, just so many different people, you know, and it, it just yeah, I, I was reporting the whole the thing James, was I was one of the ones reporting the James Franklin. Remember that way, and I reported some of the James Franklin stuff, and uh, and got some pushback, but like that was semantics. Like they would say that James Franklin was like, oh, I was in New York when. The implication was like that he couldn't have met with Florida State because he was in New York City. Like I, I don't know. I, do you believe that that Franklin was at least in talks and negotiations with Florida State like the week or so before there was the Mike Norvell announcement? I believe that Florida State met with him. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know that they, you know, like anything other than that. Just because everything, you know, all the rumors and everything was flying by, and just like mm-hmm. the difference, you know, like the different intel you were getting from so many different sources. And it was just, I, I, I fairly confident that Florida state met with James Franklin. Like what was, that, what was the is, craziest thing you heard of that? Like in hindsight, they were like, man, I can't believe that was an actual rumor that I had to entertain or address or, or call a source on. I mean, it's just it, Bob Stoops <laughs> and all, yeah, all the Bob Stoops, all of the Bob Stoops rumors. <laughs> but, like the one like three days before where it says Bob Stoops or no, I'm sorry. The one that said Bob Stoops was in Tallahassee. That was the best one. It was a picture of him at Hard Rock Casino drinking. <laughs> like came out like two hours after. Uh, and then like saying he's not doing the XFL stuff and then yeah. he's getting pictures at the XFL. It was uh but that that, that but one I'm, was hilarious because I'm sitting there. Oh, you know, he's in Tallahassee and you're know, trying to make all these calls. Then like two hours later, here pops <laughs> up a, a picture that of him. He's been drinking at the Hard Rock Casino. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was it was a crazy. My wife was out of town training for a new job during that. And I'm thankful she was for like two or three weeks because there was no way I could have been like a dutiful husband during that time. Because uh, it was, it might have been better for your stomach, considering you probably gained like thirty pounds eating as bad as you did. I was just uh, eating and uh, at nighttime drinking, and it was not a not a great time for me. Uh, but we made it through. Yeah. Do you want to tell him about? Do you want? I, I asked Josh mm. to ask you, but he doesn't know the story. Do you want to tell him about Shamar Kilby Lane? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this still bothers Wayne to this day. His. Uh, Disdain for Jimbo Fisher as a human being. Uh, keep in mind, Wayne served in the military two tours overseas. Uh, a tour in Afghanistan and then another Af- tour overseas, not in the combat zone. Not in the combat, but you were in a combat zone. And yes. Wayne is, I love Wayne because he has so many strengths. Uh, he sees life in a very black and white manner. And I'm more kind of in between. Uh, so when Wayne, but so when Wayne is lied to, or feels wrong, and Wayne's very honest and truthful and upfront. If he feels that he's lied to, I'll I'll set it up with that Wayne, so they know your personality and why this bothers you. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> if you want to talk was, about it, uh, this was back in what 2015. 15. Spring yeah. 2015. I I think that's right. Spring 2015. Shamar Kilby Lane's on the roster. Hasn't been at practice for like two weeks. Right. 
we, we know this. Like, pretty much everyone on the beat has confirmed that Shamar Kilby Lane has not been at practice. So I go in and I ask Jimbo Fisher about it. And Jimbo says, oh, he's been at practice. He's been at practice. Yeah, you must have missed him. And I, at that point, I was like, all right, you know, that, that's fine. Then he starts going in like, oh, he must have snuck out under the fence. <laughs> like, I, I, I can handle being lied to in that regard, but you're not going to sit there and, like, make fun of me for asking something that I know to be truthful and then try to make me look bad for it. Yeah, he was, it was it was condescending. It was it was extremely condescending. Like he was trying to make me look bad for asking that question, and Shamar Kilby Lane transferred because of academic issues. Like two weeks later, mm-hmm. Josh, I I asked Wayne's wife about it. Like a year later, I'm like, does he ever talk about that? Still, she's like, yes, like frequently. Like it's something that really stuck with Wayne for a very long time, and you yeah. can tell it still bothers him a little. I just you know he like intentionally like on on video like. It was trying to make me look bad for the like to to the people that I was you know I was trying to bring news to and it was just extremely frustrating. Uh, I've been so. there before. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, it happens. It happens to all of us at some point or another. At least you didn't ask Odell Hagens if uh, if Mark Snyder was still with the program when he was at practice, just because uh, your coworker told me that he wasn't there, and I was like, okay, you've done ask. your own work. Stop plagiarizing. <laughs> plagiarizing. <laughs> It's very rich coming from the Tallahassee Democrat. All right. I think this is derailing in a place where we should end it soon. Wayne, last question I have for you. What is the what's your favorite bourbon that I've recommended to you to date? Most enjoyable one. Mm. Well, I do love the Eagle Rare. The Elijah Craig is really good. Um, I didn't think you liked that at first. I did. I did. My favorite bourbon, probably the Eagle Rare. I've really enjoyed that. Um, But I will always go back to the Woodford um, and Woodford Double Oaked if I can get it. That's Uh, right. But Eagle Rare is probably my my favorite uh, that you've recommended to me. It's, it's It's a damn classic. Damn classic. Josh, you got anything? Uh, just before we let you go, Wayne, uh, you are pretty friendly with the Knowles 24-7 crew, and you have an interesting perspective. So from an outsider's view, how does this thing stay running? How does what? Like, how does Knowles 24-7 stay running? I mean, we've been up and together for 10 years, me, Chris, and Brandon. Well, some for longer than others, but what's five. your perspective on the inner workings of Knowles 24-7? Uh, hire Zach full-time. <laughs> 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 to replace us all? <laughs> no, not to replace. You know, just to just to add on. Zach is a valuable member of the Knowles twenty four seven community, and uh, Zach is hired actually. Z- um, Zach is Zach is being taken care of right this now. This is He's weird. Good. good. This is then, weird. Because... And you guys are going to be fine. I mean, that, that Brendan guy's you know a little iffy, <laughs> but you know, I, I feel like you know if, if if you Chris and Zach are there taking care of things, you you, Brent, you know, having a guy like Brendan will be fine. Yeah, yeah. And are you wearing I, a headband? My hair's gotten really long, really long. I mean, Josh, I expect you to wear a headband, but not, not you know, Sonone over here. Look at that one. I didn't have it. It would be all the way. I got my day trading visor on. Yeah. But no, to all the fans, we have a lot of FSU fans that always ask about Zach. And 
Um, Zach actually has been on staff getting paid for five or six weeks now, Brandon. I think we're going on second month. Yeah, going on second month. So I know for some reason there's a lot of concern over this man <laughs> and, and what are hey, you getting paid? You know, I'm just trying I'm just trying to take care of my boy. He works hard. We are. He does. He does. And uh, we've been working on that for a while and we appreciate Zach. And you're right. I, I do agree with you. We need to uh, get him out in the forefront. Josh was asking for you to like basically wash our balls. And you said that the intern was better than all of us and that I'm <laughs> iffy and sketchy, Wayne. So you were right, Brendan. We shouldn't get Wayne on. I, just, I told you this is an awful idea. He's been fighting this, uh, Wayne, since the beginning. I was like, all right, let's get Wayne on. And he's like, no, we're not getting Wayne on. Yeah, well, you know. I wanted to wait for stuff, but it's fine. Yeah. We can wait after stuff. We can wait after stuff. I'll come after stuff. All right. <laughs> all right, Wayne. <laughs> well, dude, thank you, thank you for joining us. I know you were in pain today with your toothache. Uh, poor little baby. I'll kiss it for you when I see you later, okay? That's weird. All right. Bye. You could hang up now. <laughs> Wayne McGahee, everybody. I told him it would be 15 minutes and it was 40. He ain't got anything else to do. He's okay. Uh, his dad's visited him and play with his grandbaby. I like he's, got, he's got time. I he's got so. time. That was good. Um, I've known Wayne for a while. Wayne's father used to help out my cousin in the nineties with recruiting. So, um, the McGahees and the Newbergs go way back, go way back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, his, his dad did, uh, did help my cousin out a lot. Uh, my, my cousin used to live in Atlanta and that's kind of where Wayne's from. Wayne mm-hmm. spent most of his life in Atlanta. And, uh, I know Wayne's been a, a huge Florida state fan. Um, he's been a recruit Nick really since, you know, his dad was helping Jamie make calls and Wayne was probably like 10 years old back then. So, um, as far as history goes and just depth of knowledge of the, of the football program overall, Wayne is one of the best on the beat when it comes to that. Yeah, I know we were busting his balls a little bit on it, Josh. You're right. When he first started, like, I think he was leaning very heavily on one, the work ethic, which Wayne has a great one and covering recruiting and, and just trying as hard as he can to mm. call people and be everywhere. And then the history, those were his two strengths. Uh, he didn't have a background in journalism, and he was learning how to how to become a stronger writer and columnist. And I should have told him while he was here because it was probably would have been a nice thing to say. But no, it's become, much easier to say when they're not here. He's become so strong as <laughs> he's become so much stronger as a reporter and, and consistently either confirming news or breaking news or being in a place to get news and then writing and, and writing like columns mm-hmm. that people really enjoy. Like it's. It's been as a as someone who didn't know Wayne very well early on, and it was kind of like, who's this dude? To now, he's a really good friend, and we talk frequently during the week. And when we are able to see each other, we hang out and we'll enjoy some beers. And and it's been nice to see my buddy really make a niche for himself in this market and and cover it in the way he does. It's cool. It's neat. All right. So who else do we want to sit down with before the series concludes? Is there anybody on our plate? Uh, not at the moment. Uh, maybe David Hale from ESPN. I know we've had him on before. David's interesting. He covered Florida State for a while. Now he covers the ACC. He's very analytical, but also a really talented writer. The fans did not love him on the last time we had him on, but mm-hmm. that was because he said he didn't think the offensive line was going to get that much better to uh, markedly improve FSU's win percentage. And did he lie? He, he was correct. <laughs> and I think one person noted on the message board 
uh, that, that he was ended up being right anyway. So maybe him, maybe a couple of the former Orlando Sentinel writers like Coley Harvey and, and Andrew Carter, guys who preceded me when I was at the Sentinel. Yeah, Coley Col- Harvey would be a good one. He was here Col- early in the Jimbo tenure. Yep. So yeah, he, co- he didn't he get to – I don't think he got to cover the national championship, did he? Nope, that was my first season. Mm, okay, so I yeah, Coley Harvey would be there. there. Uh, uh, what's the status? I've been asking you. What's the status with the war chain guys? Uh, I'd love I, to get I, Corey I, I, on here. Ira would be great. Uh, one of them ignored Gene. my text message or did not respond. I should say maybe they just didn't get it. And then yeah. Corey told me nicely to go f myself, but in a loving way because mm. that's how we communicate with each other. Uh, so I'm not I'm not super confident in in War Chant, but I think that would be interesting to have on. I mean, we saw like this conversation with Wayne. Like there are things that we disagreed with during really intense times in this coverage. And uh, I think you were kind of mean to him in saying the mouthpiece thing, but also, yeah, Wayne handled it well. And uh, it's not mean. <laughs> hurt my feelings. Mean. It made me uncomfortable. I do think I want <laughs> to stop. have eventually have us interviewed, like have some of the people who've been guests on the show interview you, Josh, and interview me, and interview Chris. And I also have this idea, maybe we can get it from our listeners and see if they think about it. What do we get like the women of Knowles 24-7 on? Like like my wife, oh, what about girlfriend. Oh, we get Matt Baker on. He just took some heat from FSU fans. We get Matt on. Yeah. I'm friendly with Matt. Matt so we, we have like four or five more before the series is over. Probably. Yeah. Four yeah. or five yeah. ones. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. And also thank you guys for giving us those five-star reviews on iTunes. Those are very important. If you listen to the pod and you want us to do more, take out your phone right now. <laughs> type in on the bench. Give us a five-star rating, and please leave us a review. It would mean a lot to us, and we appreciate you guys. We'll be back. Uh, today's Friday. We're going to drop this on Friday, so we'll be back next week with another On the Bench. Thank you. Sound like PBS. Begging for money. I got no shame. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.